Hello, everybody. Oh my heavens, it is your last official day of sophomore history notes. I'll pause so you can jump up and down and air high five each other. <laughs> um, just want to start with it has been an honor being your teacher. And um, I hate that I didn't get to finish the year with y'all face to face. I do hope that you've enjoyed learning post-World War II information. Um, uh, you know, I did cut, maybe skimmed, maybe 15 to 20% of the content, but I do feel like you have a good um, grasp on what happened, what's happened in the world since uh, the second Cold War. And so today I want to take you um, as close to today as possible. Again, very oversimplistic, but um, if you're interested in this, again, one last plug for my senior elective class. It's primarily a military history course, but uh, it's not just military. It's it's basically post-World War II um, for an entire year, as opposed to, you know, in a month. So um, basically what we left off with yesterday is the end of the Cold War. The Soviet Union officially is done in December of 1991. So we have 15 brand new Eastern European countries and a Russia that's now on the map of Europe. Um, other things, there's a lot going on in the 90s, um, and that's where we're kind of plummeting into is, you know, the war on terror is what, what were we focused on? And, and we, as America, we were rich. We were powerful. Uh, we won the cold war. Um, (laughs) we couldn't be bothered with little things. So, um, Two big things that did occur in Yugoslavia, if you remember that country was created after World War I, after Joseph Tito died in 1980, um, ethnic issues uh, resulted for 10 years and finally came to a head. Uh, there is genocide that occurs in Yugoslavia. Um, Yugoslavia will break up into um, about five um, little countries, Macedonia, Croatia, Serbia. If you pull up your Europe map, you can see exactly where I'm talking about. Uh, if you watched Game of Thrones, a lot of Game of Thrones was actually filmed in Croatia, what is part of what used to be part of Yugoslavia. Uh, in Rwanda and Africa, if you don't know where that is, take a look. But there, there was also another genocide in Rwanda. Um, <clears throat> America does not want to get involved. Like I wouldn't say we're isolationists in the 90s, but we're very, you know, it's Bill Clinton, very concerned about our image. And so, um, anyway, so let's get to terrorism. Um, we've talked about Osama bin Laden. I introduced you to him in Afghanistan when the Soviets were there. His first official meeting of Al Qaeda was in 1988, right before the Soviets withdrew from Afghanistan. And it was about 15 guys, right? And if we were in class, I would go into this whole spiel on what's the difference between terrorists and insurgents. And there is a huge difference. Um, uh, If you're interested in that, let me know. But um, anyway, so at the end of the Soviet-Afghan war, he basically determines he is going, he was successful. He's the reason why the Afghans won. And he turns to a more global movement. And... um, So what's going on in Afghanistan? So he leaves Afghanistan. He goes back to Saudi Arabia. Basically what happens in Afghanistan, it plummet. We leave as well. It plummets into civil war, rival, um, warlords. And, um, there's also a lot of child rape going on. I know that kind of threw that at you. 
Um, but there's a guy by the name Mullah Omar who actually is missing one eye um, from the Soviet Afghan war. And he's pretty horrified by this violence against, you know, young kids. And so he um, and his buddies, they um, are, they call themselves the Taliban, which means the students. And basically they kind of turn themselves into this like police force, basically stopping this, this child rape. Um, he ends up getting such a mass following that he ends up um, taking over Afghanistan. And it's under the Taliban from 1996 to 2001 that is an extremely repressive um, time period in Afghanistan. Men were beaten if they didn't grow their beards. Um, women had absolutely zero rights. This is, if you Google National Geographic, National Geographic Afghanistan girl, actually I'm going to include it on your PowerPoint, really famous image of um, the girl with the really cool green eyes. Um, and the re- reporter went back to find to find her. Um, and he actually did, which is actually pretty cool. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, so that's what's going on in Afghanistan. Um, in 19... Uh, I kind of skipped over. Uh, Bin Laden actually makes his way back to Afghanistan. Um, after Kuwait, he started talking bad, not only about America, but also about Saudi Arabia. And so he got kicked out of Saudi Arabia. He ended up going to Sudan, the country of Africa. He ends up getting um, asked to leave Sudan because we put an embargo on Sudan um, because we know that they're housing bin Laden. So bin Laden makes his way back to Afghanistan. And um, it's in Afghanistan that he becomes friends with Mullah Omar and the Taliban, and he starts plotting his global jihad. In 1998, um, he, under the under his leadership, Al-Qaeda um, attacks and blows up the uh, American embassies in Kenya and Tanzania. In the year 2000, um, Al-Qaeda in Yemen uh, blow up the USS Cole, which uh, was a m- massive multi-billion dollar Navy ship off the coast of Yemen. So he attacked us on land in Africa. He attacked us on water and coal. Basically, it's believed he was trying to bait us into Afghanistan. He wanted um, he wanted to get us to get stuck in Afghanistan, kind of like the Soviets were. We call it Afghanistan the graveyard of empires, if you remember. And then he attacked us by air on 9-11-2001. And this is what prompted the United States to invade Afghanistan because uh, we basically said to the Taliban, you need to hand over bin Laden. They did not. So we invaded um, Afghanistan by December. Uh, the Taliban had been completely knocked out of power. Um, unfortunately, we did get stuck in Afghanistan, much like he he anticipated. Um, in December of 2001, we actually knew where he was. However, we did not want to f- take... We, we didn't have a ton of troops on the ground in Afghanistan. And um, if you watch the movie um, 12 Strong, that has to do with... It's too Hollywood for me. It's good, but it's way too Hollywood. It That has to do with the original troops that were in Afghanistan. If you watch, let me know what you think. And um, so there weren't a ton of troops in Afghanistan. We knew where he was. We, um, we lost him. Uh, Pakistan let him in. And so basically he will be in Pakistan until we kill him in 2011. Um, why did we invade Iraq? Very controversial topic. But... Um, if you're interested in this, there's it's left-leaning, but it's still a great movie. It's called um, Vice. Not the shows I show you in class, but the movie's called Vice, and it's conspiracy theory with um, Dick Cheney. Uh, it's, it's actually really interesting. Well, give it a watch. Tell me what you think. 
Um, but we invaded Iraq under the pretense that they, um, Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. Um, we invaded in March within about nine months, um, it was realized that no, he indeed did not have weapons of mass destruction. And there really is not a lot of information proving that he ever did. Um, so a little bit about the formation of ISIS. Um, and I don't know how much you know about ISIS, but a lot of it goes back to a guy by the name Zarqawi. And um, he had his own, he had his own group. Um, he really, I mean, you got to think like two main alpha males. He's not him and bin Laden don't really have much in common. Um, but where Zarqawi got his, his blessing is, is from bin Laden to start his own, like not to start, but to become the leader of Al Qaeda in Iraq. And this particularly was very successful after the invasion of Iraq, because when we invaded Iraq, we, um, dismantled Saddam's military, which in my opinion, that was not a smart move because, those men now have no jobs and those become like kind of that backbone to, um, well, (laughs) Al Qaeda. Um, so basically this is the, um, creation of Al Qaeda in Iraq. Um, in 2006, um, Zarqawi is actually killed, but, um, his lasting legacy is, is the creation of ISIS and its first ISI, which is the Islamic state of Iraq. All right. So his group was first focused on Iraq. However, in, if you, if you, again, if you take my class, I'll give you way more information, but, but basically his, his, this brainchild of his has been in the works for, you know, over a decade. And so that's why it was so quickly able to come to life. And so many people followed, um, the surge in 2007, basically what that was, it was Bush's, President Bush's attempt to increase the troops significantly. Um, and it, it did work. Um, unfortunately, um, well, once the troops left, the violence increased again. Um, eventually, of course, as you know, we have left Iraq and Afghanistan for the most part. Um, in 2011, Osama bin Laden is killed. Uh, if you watch Zero Dark Thirty, it goes a little into that as well. This was SEAL Team 6 or DevGrew. That uh, was a very quick mission that found we knew where his comp- compound was, where he was living in Pakistan, and killed him. In 2013, uh, with the lack of any sort of American presence in Iraq, ISIS uh, formed under the leadership of Baghdadi, and he basically... Um, took ISIS from this small group that Zarqawi created in Iraq to wanting to create the ISIL, the um, Islamic State of Syria and the Levant, or ISIS, Syria, and um, basically uh, create a caliphate, go back to the good old days of of an Islamic caliphate. Um, They destroyed, as I'm sure you remember, this was not that long ago, um, great historic sites from the Mesopotamian era when you were a freshman and learned about all those really fascinating sites in the Fertile Crescent. Um, In 2017, that was the major pushback for ISIS. Um, I have a couple of ISIS I'll I'll post for y'all about what what Iraq looks like. They've basically lost all of their territory. However, there are still cells. And what I'm fascinated in, and I don't know if you all are, is how COVID is going to impact a possible rise of of ISIS again or another terrorist group 
Um, I, I'm real fascinated with that. And I'm, I'm watching over there with a keen eye to see what's going to happen. Anyway, I know that was very simplistic and a very vague overview. Um, I really do truly hope you've enjoyed my course. And I hope whenever you decide to take history again, um, you let me know how it's going. And if regardless, you know, you, you keep in touch. I know not all of you are history people, but I'd love to keep in touch with you and, and hear how, how everything's going. So with that, make good choices.